This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, July 30th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing? I'm pretty good today. How about you? Good, I'm good. Brad, we haven't talked to you in a little bit. Welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you back. Yep, good to be back. Uh, we also have you with some new uh, new hardware we're playing with. Yep, uh, trying to work through a, a new headset. Uh, same as my old headset, but seems to be giving us some hiccups. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how it sounds. Hopefully it'll be okay. I'm sure it'll be alright, but uh, we'll play with it a little bit. We're going to look at DFS picks for Thursday. Check out some of our options. Kind of a weird slate. There's these two really, really early games, actually, mm-hmm. um, which... Do you ever play these mini stacks? I play mini stacks. I actually wrote about this in the grind today. Two's not enough for me. I need at least three games. So yeah. It's just, you get too much overlap. I like to play the GPPs. Yeah. Like if you're doing cash game lineups, uh, 50-50s, I think it's fine to do these little two-game slates. Yeah. Uh, it's even a little bit easier. But with a GPP, there's just there's so much overlap. You almost have to pick like a couple crappy players and hope they do well, or yeah. else you're... Just gonna split it with everyone else. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, let's go ahead and go get into it. Um, who do you like at catcher for this day? Sure. So there's some good options at the top. Russell mm-hmm. Martin has a lefty. Danny Duffy. Yeah, uh, I think we're gonna be talking about a lot of Blue Jays today. Yeah, yeah, Blue Jays should be popular. Uh, as always, there's that warning of the uh, Royals bullpen. Uh, sure. They're so good. They shorten games. It takes a little bit of the punch away. Yeah. But at the same time, you saw the other day when Jeremy Guthrie blew up. Uh, that was the DFS play of the day if you made it. Yeah. And, yeah, you, 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 sometimes the starter's all you need for the points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That, that was a good matchup for sure. Jeremy Guthrie does not handle lefties that well. No. Um, yeah, I like Russell Martin. I like a lot of... Yeah, again, I'm going to have a lot of Blue Jays, um, for sure, against Danny Duffy, who hasn't been great. Um, from this mini early stack, I like Derek Norris, gets John Neese. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes to hit lefties, and he should do fine in New York. Um, I also have Matt Wieters against Alfredo Simone. Uh, Alfredo Simone has kind of remembered that he's Alfredo Simone, uh, and so I could see Matt Wieters doing fine. He prefers lefties, but he's certainly not bad against righties. Um, and then I had Kyle Schwarber against Jimmy Nelson. Do you like that? Uh, absolutely. Schwarber's definitely a high-ceiling pick, mm-hmm. and that's usually what you're looking for in most DFS games. Uh, even the cash games, he's got enough of a floor to you know, give you a nice set of options, and he's not that expensive. Yeah, so uh, I like that one. Any other catchers for you? I like, and this is our stack we'll probably be talking about a lot, uh, with Pittsburgh against mm-hmm. David Holmberg. Yes. I like Francisco Cervelli today. Okay. Uh, up against that lefty at Great American Ballpark. Uh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, he's not much of a power hitter, but the ballpark's friendly enough that it could come into play, and yes. more likely you're just looking for multiple hits. Yep, for sure. Um, okay, and then at first base, um, again, Lucas Duda had himself a day oh, yeah. on Wednesday. Uh, and he, and he's had a few homers before that too. He's kind of snapping out of his cold streak in a big day. Um, if you wanted to take him in that early mini game against, uh, Andrew Kashner, I don't think he'd be crazy at all. That would be okay. As for the regular slate, um, I started at Chris Davis against Alfredo Simone. Also, Chris Davis is actually 
not quietly been been pretty good too. Not not destroying the ball, but he's on one of his streaks. So when he's when he's good to go, there's homers to be had there. Um, Freddie Freeman gets Aaron Harang. I feel like just like Alfredo Simone, Aaron Harang has kind of remembered that he's Aaron Harang. Uh, he's come back to earth in a hard way. So I could see Atlanta, which is not a great offense. Um, they could do pretty okay in Philadelphia today. And there's also that bullpen to deal with. So, mm-hmm. uh, in, in a good way. It's the opposite of the Royals problem. It's a, it's a <laughs> bonus for hitters going to Philadelphia. Yep. So, uh, I like Freddie Freeman. Um, I would like Edwin Encarnacion, but it was a late scratch on Wednesday. So you gotta make sure he's in the lineup, um, against Danny Duffy. But it didn't seem like it was that serious, but you gotta check. You gotta make sure with him. If he's in there, I like that. Um, on the flip side, do you like Eric Hosmer getting Marco Estrada? Yeah, I don't mind Hosmer. I don't mind Kendris Morales, who's a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both against a guy at a park where power could really definitely come into play. Mm-hmm. And they're both solid guys with high floors. Yep. Marco Estrada, a guy that used to have homer problems. I'm not sure exactly what's going on this year. It's good for him, but wouldn't shock me for him to, to allow a few um, to right. the Royals who can hit. And then uh, last name I had is Anthony Rizzo. It's Jimmy Nelson. And if you want those Cubs in Milwaukee, I'm fine with all of them, too. Uh, I could see that going going okay for him. Um, what about you? Who did you have at first base that I missed in that little rundown? Really, uh, I would just reinforce that Rizzo pick. Uh, yeah. Especially on FanDuel, he's 3,000. Yeah. Uh, by comparison, Chris Davis is 4,100. Yeah, I, I think that's a price tag where it's really hard to pass on Rizzo. I was recommending him yesterday. He hit a home run. And while Jimmy Nelson's not really a guy you go out and target most days, he's not a dominant pitcher. Yeah. Uh, someone that Rizzo could hit against. And like I said, that price is a little too hard to pass up. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's been a little bit cold, but not enough to... No, not nearly him. enough to jump off the, the bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's a hard price tag to ignore. You're right. So, you would have to have a reason to, uh, go the other direction if you wanted to go somewhere else, I feel like. That seems like mm-hmm. one of the good ones. How about second base? My, my list was pretty short at second base, actually. Yeah, it was a thin day for second base for me, too. Uh, one of the columns I do is bargains, and I had trouble really picking anyone who I felt good about as a bargain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one of the names that c- came up, uh, Brandon Phillips against AJ Burnett. Uh, mm-hmm. The matchup, you know, doesn't sound too good, but Phillips is pretty solid against ground ball pitchers. I think the OPS over the last three years is something like 780. Yeah, uh, we're also talking about good hitters park, so we we could see something good come out of that. Uh, again, not something that I feel strongly about. Could also really reach for uh, Jonathan Scope. Uh, against Alfredo Simone, uh, if he's in the lineup, he's a decent bet for power on any given day. Uh, a lot of strikeouts to uh, high risk, high reward type play. Yeah, he definitely knows how to run into one. Uh, yeah, from time he to costs time. the minimum on FanDuel, so that's uh, a bonus if you're trying to fit someone in cheap. Yep, I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, my favorite, so I wrote Devin Travis, but he's been mm-hmm. hurt kind of right. lately. Don't know if he's going to get in. I uh, would have Robinson Cano, but he's also kind of hurt. So, some of those options I would have liked are not there. The obvious one to me, and I don't know that it's a value, but the one that jumped off the page is uh, Brian Dozier getting J.A. Happ. Yeah. Um, and that'll probably cost you, but I like that matchup a lot. He's at home. J. Happ's not great. The Mariners' bullpen isn't, you know, it has its bright spots, but I, I feel okay about it. 
yeah, Brian Dozier loves to hit lefties. Has a lot of ways he can contribute. That's my favorite pick, but like I said, you're not getting a steal there. So um, you're, you're not getting a deal, at least. Uh, Brian Dozier might steal a base. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. That's the, at least in a vacuum, my favorite player at second base. I feel like um, anybody else for you at all? Again, it's a tough second base day. I think you can consider Neil Walker against David Holmberg. Okay. Again, picking uh, on that same stadium, uh, it's already come up a bunch of times. Uh, Great American Ballpark, good place mm-hmm. for power. Uh, Walker's, he had a hot streak. He's cooled off a little bit, but he's still hitting all right. And I yeah. think uh, he's doing well enough that he can uh, take it to Holmberg. Uh, just a very mediocre left-handed pitcher. Yeah, Walker is a switch hitter who typically doesn't do that well against lefties, but right. Holmberg's pretty bad. And the mm-hmm. Reds bullpen exactly. is also pretty bad, and it's a it's a good ballpark. I could see him doing just fine. I would not shy away from his splits too bad there. How about third base? Anybody that sticks out to you that you like at third base? Uh, yeah, there's a couple big plays today. Uh, there's Josh Donaldson against Duffy. That's always yeah. a, a nice place to start. Yep. And if you're looking for someone cheaper, you could always go with Danny Valencia as well. Yep, that's the, the standard call for Blue Jays against a mediocre lefty. And it's, yep. it's always good. That's why it comes up. Yep, Duffy's pitched better recently, so there's some potential for a solid outing from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I do think it's going to be a, a very popular stack, and with reason. Yeah. Uh, there's also Todd Frazier up against A.J. Burnett. Frazier likes ground ball pitchers, good p- park for power, as we've been saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a solid play. He's 3800 on FanDuel. It's quite affordable for the talent that he brings to the table. Yep. And right at that same price point as Manny Machado against Alfredo Simone. Yep, I could see that, for sure. Alfredo Simone is, like I said, not anything special right now. And the Tigers' bullpen is definitely exploitable. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I also had Mike Moustakis against Marco Estrada, which is... Nice, nice nothing, five-four pick. Yeah, not, nothing special, but should be just fine against in Toronto. That helps. Um, Kyle Seeger gets Phil Hughes. I like Kyle Seeger. Who has its up and ups and downs, but is always, you know, has the potential to go yard for sure. And he's then, one of those guys who likes uh, fly ball pitchers too. So yeah. going against Hughes is a nice matchup for him. Yeah, and Hughes is just not striking people out this year, so I think he'd be fine. And then finally, I would have Trevor Plouffe against Jay Happ, but I think he's on mm-hmm. the paternity list. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, congratulations to Mr. Plouffe on uh, his kid. But uh, not available in DFS probably on Thursday, so don't don't go after him. Otherwise, I would have liked him. Okay. Um, anybody else for you at the hot corner? I have a few names. Uh, okay. Going back to that Minnesota group, uh, Miguel Sano has uh, third base eligibility, even mm-hmm. though he's batting as the DH most days. Yeah. And Jay Happs, a guy seemed like he could be exploitable for Sano. Uh, the one thing I'll say is he has kind of crazy reverse splits in a very, very small sample. I don't think anything will come of those. I think no. he'll actually be a guy who hits better against left-handed pitchers. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that shakes out. He's going to do fine. He's going to... Yeah. He, he has the low floor of a slugger and that he could strike out all the time, but uh, and he'll strike out plenty, but the, the ceiling's also pretty high with that kind of power. He, yeah. I, I would put him in the same asset class as Chris Davis today. Yeah, uh, Sano costs twenty seven hundred on Fanduel, so uh, relative bargain. Yep, and uh, he's a step above a guy like uh, Pedro Alvarez or Ryan Howard. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay. Anybody else at third base? I don't mind Chase Headley against Giovanni Gallardo. Um, yeah. Similarly, I wouldn't avoid Tyler Saladino against Stephen Wright. Uh, Saladino's batting second in the White Sox lineup. Uh, quietly, Adam Eaton has jumped up to like a 370 OBP and mm-hmm. about 400 OBP over the last two months. Yeah. So he's getting on base a lot for uh, Saladino and then uh, Jose Abreu's hitting behind him. So. Saladino is a guy who is known much more for his glove than his, than right. his bat. And he's got that speed, too. Yeah, he's been getting driven by Babbitt a little bit. And I just, I've never, I haven't written his name down yet. You know, I've thought about it. I keep, like, taking a look at him from afar, like, checking in on him and just being like, I'm not sold yet, but, like, you're not bad. But, like, I, I'm expecting him to cool off, and he really hasn't fallen apart yet. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I've been looking at him from afar, I feel like. But, um, I don't think he'd be crazy because he does keep producing. And, like you said, he's at a good spot in the order. So, um, he's but. more of a viable punt. Uh, he's got a 2500 price tag. Uh, that's just something you're trying to squeeze in there. Yeah. Uh, Mike Moustakas has the same price tag today, 2500 I think he's probably a safer pick. Yeah. Unless you want to avoid Marco Estrada for some reason. Yep, for sure. Okay, um, how about shortstop? Usually not a ton of options at shortstop. I had four. Um, we now have Troy Tulowitzki in the Blue Jays stack, which is so <laughs> yeah. weird, but on Wednesday he took absolutely no time to get, you know, into it. Hit a home run, hit a couple doubles, like, he's, I was saying most guys that move away from cores, it would seem like a downgrade, and it might still be here technically, but, he went about the second best place he could possibly go. You know, he's in a good park still. Not not as good of a park, but still a good park. And that lineup is even better. So oh, yeah. he's going to be fine. They're batting him leadoff, which is weird, but still a lot of points to be had at leadoff. Um, yeah, I think that's because uh, Devin Travis is out with that mm-hmm. shoulder injury. Yeah. And Travis intends to play through it, but we'll see how long he takes off, uh, at least initially, mm-hmm. uh, where he gets back in the lineup. And yeah. then how he performs once he is back in the lineup. Yeah. Well, Troy Tulowitzki could do just fine against Danny Duffy, yep. I feel like. Uh, also, have Jung Ogung gets David Holberg. Mm-hmm. That'll be a really good matchup for him. He's been good lately. A lot of it's Babbitt-driven. A lot of people are feeling like he's going to regress, and that's okay. Um, you know, you're not you're not investing in his whole last few months. You just want to make sure he can do well against... Holmberg and the Reds bullpen. He has splatoon advantage. He's going to do just fine, I feel like. So I would definitely think about him. Um, not going to have the same price tag as Tulo, which is helpful. Um, we always like Johnny Peralta against Chris mm-hmm. Presson, and there's no reason he can't do well against him there. Uh, Peralta doesn't have bad splits, and in this case has splatoon advantage. And, uh, yeah, I don't, we mention him every day. It's kind of a running joke, but... It's because he's a viable option almost every day, and it's it's as good a day as any uh, for Johnny Peralta. And then Jed Lowry's back. Did you notice mm-hmm. Jed Lowry's back? He's going to play third base, but I'm sure he's shortstop eligible. And uh, he gets Matt Shoemaker, and Matt Shoemaker's very whatever at this point. Not a guy to avoid at all. Um, Lowry's not my favorite pick, but I just like that he's back and is now going to be an option again. He needs to switch header. He'll do fine. He's doing fine before he found on the disabled list. And it's not a bad lineup to be in. So I would take a peek at Lowry if you wanted to. But I like 
Gung, Tulo, or Peralta for sure. They all have really good lineups or matchups. Yeah, I like this three as well. Uh, they're all well priced too, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it easy to pick them up, put them in a lineup. If you happen to have a lot of money lying around for some reason, uh, there's Carlos Correa. Uh, seems to have emerged as the premier shortstop option, mm-hmm. uh, even over Tulo. Um, probably will fight Tulo for the uh, that title the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see going with Jose Reyes against uh, Carlos Martinez, who still has a bit of a platoon problem yeah. uh, with left-handed hitters. And I, I, I kind of like that Rocky stack as a result, because they have a few really talented left-handed hitters. Uh, yeah. In addition to Reyes, their entire outfield, and Ben Paulson. Yep. Like, it, that could work out fine for them. I don't expect it to be like a high-scoring game, but if Reyes gets on base, uh, maybe uh, scores a run or two, that would be solid production from shortstop. I know it's always awful to talk about your fantasy team, but in a shallow head-to-head league, I just traded Carlos Correa for, uh, for Corey Kluber. Huh. And... I feel good about it because I had too many shortstops. I had Gene Segura sitting on the bench, and I already have too low. And it's just, it feels good to pluck a guy off the waiver wire and then turn him into a pretty decent starter, you know. So, uh, yeah, I want to throw that in there. I'm like, oh, Carlos Correa, I was really enjoying you, and you've now left my team. And so now I'm really worried it's going to be like the number one or number two shortstop over the stretch, over the final few months. Yeah, ho- hopefully not. Hopefully Kluber does fine. Okay, yeah, I, I like those guys for sure. Those are all uh, good options there. It's, it's just nice to have more options at shortstop. Right. it was ugly in the first half at times. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty bad. <laughs> There's places to go now, I feel like. Okay, um, and then how about uh, outfield? You got plenty of options in the outfield? Uh, there's always places to go in the outfield, I feel like. Yeah. That, uh... Pirate stack I mentioned. Uh, I think Andrew McCutcheon, if you can find the money for him, is a must-play against Holmberg. Yes. yes. Um, by the same extension, uh, Marte's been cold lately. Uh, I still wouldn't really avoid him against Holmberg. I, I love him against lefties. Just yeah. pounds on lefties. So. And, and when I say Marte's been cold, he's still getting hits. Like I'm looking through his uh, game record, and he has one negative day in the last 10 from uh, so even though he's not hitting for power, he's still getting on base. Uh, yeah. And as we've been saying, good part for power. Yep. I like that a lot. Um, I started my list, uh, Justin Upton and Matt Camp go to John Neese, but again, that's those mm-hmm. early games, you know. But I think there would be some obvious picks there in the morning. There's always the Blue Jays guys. Jose Bautista gets Danny Duffy. Um, Danny Valencia, if he's an outfielder instead of a third baseman, I still like it. Mm-hmm. He's cheap and can definitely get involved and do well. Do you like Marlon Bird against A.J. Burnett at all? No, he didn't show up on that uh, ground ball split, so I'm not sure how he performs on that particular measure. Yeah. Uh, I I don't see a problem with it, except for maybe I'd want um, someone with a, a little bit of a higher floor. Yeah. Uh, but Bird at Great American Ballpark is always a solid play. Especially, yep. it's 2300 today on FanDuel. I think you know it's a perfectly viable punt. Yep. Uh, more more viable usually would be uh, Jay Bruce. You know, that's the platoon man. I don't know. AJ Burnett's pretty good though. That's mm-hmm. what's scary. So uh, it's it's tough to go real confidently with a bunch of reds. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's uh it's a gamble more so than uh, other picks. But uh, everything we're doing is a gamble. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta reach. 
Yeah, I like more of these Cardinals outfielders also. Uh, they like to hit lefties. Or, <laughs> yeah, they like to hit lefties. Uh, Jason Hayward does fine lefty on lefty. Uh, Randall Grichuk is back, and he's been good. He's hitting the ball oh, yeah. hard. He's going to continue to hit the ball hard. And I like that one a lot uh, just because that Rockies bullpen is, I think, last in baseball. They're bad. There's a lot a lot of guys to hit on. So uh, the Cardinals will do well. Randall Grichuk, uh Stephen Piscotti is going to get more of an opportunity now with Matt Holliday out, mm-hmm. seemingly. So I don't mind him at all. He'll be cheap. And he's a little more average than power, so the ceiling is a little bit lower, but uh, he could do just fine also. So there's there's guys to keep an eye out for in that Cardinal stack, I feel like. Even though they got shut out on Wednesday, it kind of got me in trouble. Uh, <laughs> when able to handle Dace Clefani, but it happens. I think they'll do just fine on Thursday. I wouldn't suddenly shy away. Um, and then my last name was Preston Tucker getting Matt Shoemaker. Uh, Preston Tucker has like 10 home runs already. And, I mean, he's not going to, like, suddenly hit 30, but he does just fine power-wise. He's, he's having no problem adjusting. So, I, uh, yeah, I like Preston Tucker against Shoemaker, who's uninspiring. Any outfielders for you that I missed? There's sure, so there's, there's that, uh, I already mentioned briefly with the shortstop group, the uh, Rockies outfield stack. Yeah. Charlie Blackburn, um... Corey Dickerson's back, and then uh, Carlos Gonzalez as well. All mm-hmm. lefties, all against Carlos Martinez, who has some problems with lefties. Yeah, and uh, Cargo's the, just on fire. Yeah, Cargo's on fire. That uh, looks like a nice top of the lineup, at least. Yeah. Uh, could do some damage. Uh, Martinez is good enough to survive, though, so uh, could go either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not a slam dunk, but nothing wrong with it. One name I really like as a stealthy play tonight is Billy Hamilton. Uh, okay. Up against AJ Burnett, he's good against ground ball pitchers. Has something like a 800 OPS against them. Uh, more importantly, AJ Burnett's pretty much uh, short of John Lester. He's the worst pitcher at holding base runners. Yeah, I always say so, that about uh, Tyson Ross. Is yeah, Tyson deal. Ross is the other guy who's just terrible at it. Uh, yeah, it's the trifecta of base running gold. Anyway, Hamilton, if he gets on two, three times, you're probably looking at. Two to four stolen bases, yeah, uh, easily. Oh, he's gonna, yeah, th- that'll be easy bases for him. Yeah, I like that. The hard part's getting the first, not running yep. the second or third. Absolutely, it's yeah. you're, you're hoping that ground ball split that I picked out is telling, yeah, and uh, gets us some base. <laughs> yep. Um, anybody else for you in the outfield? Uh, th- there's other names we could go through. Uh, they're all kind of a little more fringy. I think uh, we could probably move on. Yeah, um, Adam Jones is the one I think. Is worth mentioning. Okay. Uh, it's three thousand on Fanduel, which I think is a ridiculous price for Adam Jones. That's pretty cheap for a guy that's always pretty good and has, you know, not only gets Alfredo Simone but gets the Tigers bullpen. Right. I like that a uh, lot. That's that's the only guy I think we really need to talk about from the leftovers. Yeah. Don't don't let him get overlooked. That's a price that. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right there. He a lot of times he's just not that exciting, but. The the floor is so high. Like he mm-hmm. put, gets his numbers in for sure. Um, okay, and then how about pitchers in this short early slate? Max Scherzer goes to the Marlins. He's going to do well. There's no dancing around it. Like there's no real analysis needed there. The Marlins are not hitting that well. They're not hitting righties. Um, Scherzer will do fine. Um, more appropriately though, in the bigger slate. 
Shelby Miller gets the Phillies. You gotta feel good about that, right? Yeah, probably. I I kind of like parts of the Phillies lineup more than maybe I should. Sure. Uh, especially especially the top of the order is interesting to me. Uh, it reminds me of the old Marlins group for uh, back when they had Juan Pierre and Luis Castillo. Okay. Uh, ben Revere and uh, Cesar Hernandez aren't quite that uh, prominent on the bases, but they're they're close and they they're both close to 300 hitters as well. Yeah. And that makes it an interesting top of the lineup. You got Michael Franco behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, falls off really sharply from there. But there's some potential to produce at the top of the order. Can see that, yeah. How about uh, Chris Sale in Boston? No reason. Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> no reason to stay away from Chris Sale besides his price tag. Uh, yep. That's the only thing. Can you fit his price into your lineup? Uh, very expensive on both sites. Thirteen thousand two hundred on DraftKings. Uh, Eleven thousand eight hundred on FanDuel. Yeah. There's good luck, but if you can get it, if you can get him in your lineup, I, you gotta feel good about it. Boston is not doing that great. The guys in the lineup that hit lefties that I would like, I mean, at this point, is the scariest bat, uh, Xander Bogarts? Yes, it lefties? is. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's been good, but like, I'm not that worried about Hanley, you know, Pedroia's out, I, yeah, he's gonna do fine. I have Carlos Martinez against the Rockies. I might be a little higher on him than you. He's been good lately. Uh, I, I still agree with using him. Uh, it's just a, a kind of a, a counter fade, I guess. Yeah, I could see him doing just fine there. It's not it's not a great matchup, but I just believe in Carlos Martinez. Um, yeah, he's very talented. Another popular ace is going to be Jake Arrieta getting the mm-hmm. Brewers. Jake Arrieta, he's a fantasy ace, right? He's maybe not in the top five, but like there's there's not many blemishes there. Yeah, he's definitely an ace. Uh, went into the season buying high on him as an ace, and he's uh, not disappointed in any way. There's yeah, there's no real blemish other than track record, but so far so good. Now that he's transformed, um, he gets the Brewers, who are have their moments, but I'm not worried about them at all. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we could be seeing a very different Brewers lineup by the. Uh, uh, evening, uh, Roberto Pryor's on the block. They almost traded Carlos Gomez last night. Yeah. Could, could be a very different looking lineup soon. Yeah, there's, yeah. We're, we're not really, so we're a DFS podcast. We don't really get into regular fantasy news. I mean, we can talk about it always, but not quite what we do here. And boy, there's a lot of trade stuff going on, which doesn't quite affect us really. And that Carlos Gomez thing was just, there's not a really a better word for it other than it was a mess. Oh, yeah. Uh, part of me feels lucky that we don't have to cover all this. Uh, <laughs> uh, we can bring it up. You know, Brandon Moss sounds like he's going to the Cardinals. That's interesting. But, yeah, I feel this thing. Oh, boy. And I agree. The the Brewers are probably going to start looking pretty different pretty quick. Start packing it in for the last couple of months. Um, so I like Arietta going there. Do you like Carlos Carrasco getting the athletics? I, I do. I think he's right there with uh, Salem Arietta in terms of ceiling today. He's mm-hmm. he costs a lot less, uh, ninety two hundred on FanDuel, so he's a little more affordable to fit in the lineup. The mm-hmm. I guess my complaint with him is that he's looked a little spent since that near no hitter uh, sure. four outings ago, and he's kind of been mediocre since then. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those guys we've said that, like, the peripherals are still really ridiculous, and if you're buying into that, if you're buying before, you kind of got to keep buying, I would think. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't blame people for bailing, but 
there are a lot of people that are still very much in, for sure. Um, and then uh, Chris Bassett. Can you tell me much about Chris Bassett, who's been pretty okay lately? Yeah, so I think that's a good way of describing him. He's a, he's a solid pitcher. Uh, I think he can manage a mid-rotation or uh, back-of-the-rotation type uh, profile. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe an ERA in the mid-fours. Uh, projection systems I'm looking at his page right now don't really like him that much even, but they all think he's going to walk a ton of batters. Yeah. I think he's kind of a, somewhere around... Six strikeouts per nine, uh, a little better than three walks per nine. Yeah. A uh, fly ball pitcher, which works in at, and with the uh, athletics. Uh, obviously, wouldn't be a good profile with, say, the Reds or the Rockies, but uh, he should be fine as an athletic starter. Yeah. Uh, uh, as for today, I think he's completely explodable. Yeah. Uh, we didn't mention that. That might be another option at second base, actually. Uh, if you wanted to go Kipnis, if you wanted to spend the money. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't be crazy. Yeah. Thought yeah he's on my list, and I uh, just forgot to mention him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought he was mentioned cause, worth mentioning because he's been okay, but the ceiling just isn't that high. So, okay. Any other pitchers that you like? Uh, the, I, I don't mind Jimmy Nelson against the Cubs just because it's the Cubs and they strike out a billion times. Yeah. Uh, I could work out as a, a cheap, big game. Uh, he's got one of the better curveballs uh, in, in the league, and that. You know, it's good to see that big strikeout pitch when you're facing a team like the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be the one thing that flummoxes them. I would still rather save some money and at least get up to Shelby Miller, if not uh, Carrasco or even like a Casimir or Martinez. Yeah, I could see that. Do you have Casimir going on Tuesday, Thursday? Uh, yeah, I'm oh, yes. At Sorry. the uh, sites, that's what they say. Uh, he's changed days at... Don't yes. know anything about that. Yes. No, you're right. I got mixed up in my my scheduling. Casimir for okay. sure would would be all right. Again, the Angels. Yeah. Can see that he's, he's with good uh, Mike Trout hand. banged up. That's the uh, big key. Yeah, I could see Casimir there for sure. That's a good one. I hadn't considered that. Uh, I didn't have that down. I like that. Okay, too. It's another option. There's plenty of pitching options at different prices that I don't think are that bad. Okay. Well, I think that'll about do it for us. Uh, you have any other guys that are standing out to you immediately? Uh, no one that uh, you know we really have to talk about. Uh, yeah. we, we tend to mention pretty much every player that we see is viable, and yeah, uh, yeah I think it's okay to let some of those who go to the wayside when they're a little more fringy. There's there's plenty of options. Um, Brand, you got anything you want to talk about? Otherwise, uh, again, there's all these trades going on, a lot of movement going on, and like I said, that doesn't always affect us a lot. I don't see how it affects the world of DFS. D- DFS real specifically and immediately, you can maybe correct me. Do you see anything here to take away from this at uh, the trade deadline if you're playing in DFS? I think the main thing for the next two days is you got to be right on top of your lineups mm-hmm. and be aware of the guys who are in trade talks. Uh, uh, Carlos Gomez or Gerardo Pera mm-hmm. uh, might not want to use them tonight, even if they're in the starting lineup. Uh, could get pulled after a few innings if the trade gets pulled off. They might get put on hug watch and taken out. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, be cognizant of who's in these trade talks and who might be sent elsewhere in the game. Yep, yep, that sounds right. Um, you got anything else uh, before we get out of here? Anything you've been writing that you want to plug? I did a, a trade deadline roundup uh, on NBC's uh, Roto World for the uh, closers, and I, I think that kind of turned out pretty well. Uh, if you want to head over to... Uh, 
Roto World. It's the saves and steals column. Uh, talked about all the trade implications for closers and also for some of the stolen base guys too. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty big thing. That's always the biggest changer usually at the trade deadline is uh, save situations. Bullpens yep. can become really or, messy. Or Drew Storm. <laughs> or Drew Storm. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, okay, well that showed about do it for us here on Thursday. Uh, Brad can be found on Twitter at Baseball A-Team. You can go see all the stuff he writes all over the place. Hard to list at all, but uh, plenty of content from Brad. Uh, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. And uh, we both love to hear from you. like to know what you think of the show. And also, uh, if you have any questions, uh, we, we like talking fantasy baseball. That's what we're doing here. So feel free to hit us up. Other than that, that should do it for us. And we will talk to you guys on Friday. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy. Or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. <laughs>